mothers and daughters, women born women, and we gather in the light of the August moon. Amazon women, and we're out in the woods, and we heal by the light of the August moon. Powerful women, creative women, dancing in the light of the August moon. Girls and women in the Michigan woods, and we love by the light of the August moon. Welcome to the Wanted Project Podcast. Since this is the first episode, I'm going to start off with a little backstory to give people who are unfamiliar with the project a sense of our origins, and then perhaps touch on what I see as a vision for our future. One of the first things that it's important to talk about is the connection we have to the Michigan Women's Music Festival. Not in any kind of official capacity, but the project was created by and for members of that community. Michigan, for me, was a place where I saw so many different kinds of ways to be female. Minor things to some people, perhaps, but like, I really had no idea how hairy women could be. It seems like now maybe 28 years later from the first time I went to a festival that why didn't I know that just seems common knowledge you know but I'm not a hairy person so that was like oh wow didn't know that you know and that's because it's so common for women to shave pluck wax laser hair remove electrolysis I mean this is like a four billion dollar industry hair removal aimed mostly at women And what's funny is that it's so common for women to remove their body hair that we think of that as natural, like of women not having body hair as natural and women having it as unnatural. So these kind of things got really challenged. The very first time I went to Michigan, I was like, whoa, full on beards or or mustaches or something like that. I, I mean, it wasn't a lot of people, but it was some people and you just be walking along a path and be like oh my god you know like this is a way that women can be like everything I saw even like our different sizes and shapes I think most women have some kind of issues with their bodies and they might think oh I'm not very pretty or I'm not very shapely in the way that is acceptable you know out and about I mean you never see women who look like me on TV being portrayed as if they are beautiful or you know even like not repulsive that's a whole other extreme I feel like my goal was indifference I really didn't want people to have an opinion about my body or my presentation or my clothes and all that kind of stuff I didn't want the kind of attention that you get from men if they find you attractive some people do (laughs) but I didn't so Michigan was mind-blowing It was the place that I fit in. And there was a level of safety and a sense that you could be vulnerable in a way that you turned off your instincts. I don't think women realize how on we are all of the time. Like we have a sort of fear factor or something that's just always making us conscious about where we are and who's around us. And in Michigan, we didn't have to have that because there were only females there, or it was supposed to be that way. I don't think that I'm 
someone who is seen as male in my presentation. Maybe here and there, uh, some people serve me, but it doesn't happen all that much. You might think it would because the way I dress or whatever, it doesn't really happen that much. I think it might if I was less curvy, if I was not as fat as I am and I was able to sort of hide my curves, then maybe it would happen. And it certainly did happen when I was younger and smaller. But when I was a kid, being someone who people mistaked for a boy, I never thought I looked like a boy. I always thought it was weird that they thought I looked like a boy because I didn't think I looked like a boy. And it would be like me going into the bathroom, of course. It was, bathrooms have always been a big issue. And somebody tell me I'm in the wrong bathroom and this is the women's room. This is the girls room. I would just go like, I know, and go on in. And sometimes it really upset people to the point that they called security only to find themselves embarrassed by having gotten it wrong. I know that a lot of people themselves feel embarrassed about it. And, you know, that can go either way. You can end up feeling embarrassed that people get it wrong and you're subject to deal with security and stuff like that. I always thought it was embarrassing for them. But, you know, I can see why women would be concerned with men in the bathroom. I don't think it takes much to really look at somebody, look at them in their eyes, stop looking at their hat, their shirt or pants or, you know, whatever outfit they got on. Look at them. Like, you can generally spot somebody who's just a gender non-conforming woman. So, Michigan was a place where, as a female, you were seen as a woman. Like, it was the one place that I know that women could be fully bearded and hairy and muscular and all kinds of different presentations and not be questioned for one week have no one say are you going in the right place are you in the right place this is one of the things that was a real perk at michigan for years and years and years and years and what changed it being that consistently was the challenge to the boundaries of it being intended for females people got really paranoid like they stopped being able to trust the intention was being respected. So that informed the experience for a lot of different women. And it got to be really a hard and sad thing. And that's not just for the women who are suddenly not being recognized as women. It's hard for the women who really need female-only space for whatever reason, so that they can be vulnerable in a way that they don't feel safe being in space that's not female only. That might mean they feel safe to take their shirt off in a way they wouldn't in space that included males. It might mean they feel comfortable talking about trauma in a workshop. But if those boundaries are being challenged and disrespected, you're quite certain anybody who would do that is not somebody you feel safe around. So talking among ourselves about how we could change that as we're also considering how to fight the effort to frame the intention for female space as hateful for people who are not female how can we also start working at making this go back to what it was which was welcoming space for 
women born female who didn't present in socially common ways. Somebody suggested that we should make wanted posters for males who were known to be attending. That was like a, oh, no, 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 that's not the way we do things kind of, you know, response from everybody in that conversation. And so I suggested we should make wanted posters for what we actually do want. And among the people in that conversation, we discussed some things, we tweaked some language, and we made a sort of fake wanted poster, like a Western-style, old-school wanted poster. And it said, Wanted. Women like Nidra, pictured above, who have been disappeared by assumptions. Women who were born and assigned female, but who present in ways that the world determines as masculine slash not womanly. Women who are assumed to be trans men when they do not identify as men or trans men. Women who expand the possibilities of what it means to be born and assigned female. You are wanted, you are loved, and we want you to know it. So that was the first version. We also had a girl's version, wanted. Girls like Nidra, pictured above, whose nature may or may not conform to what the world says a girl should be or can be. Girls who just want to be themselves and are still discovering what that means. Girls who won't accept the limitations that are projected on them just because they are girls. Girls who define girl and refuse to let it define them. You are wanted, you are loved, and we want you to know it. So those were the basic two. There were a few variations for people who felt a little bit differently around the language, but it was basically the same intention across the board. And people assumed that everybody who participated of the grown folks were butch identified. That wasn't true. I don't think everybody was a lesbian, although most of us were. And it was just an attempt at getting people to look and when they saw the posters that they would think before suggesting to a woman that she didn't belong there or asking a woman if she belonged there if she was actually a woman i mean and sometimes this was when this happened it, it happened in, in different ways sometimes it was people who were worried that there were people violating the boundaries and sometimes it happened in ways where there were people who were trying to be welcoming to those they assumed were trans men because they felt like the festival should welcome women who were born female, trans women and trans men, like anybody basically except for non-trans men. And, you know, it was just as hurtful for people to assume somebody is a trans man because there are a lot of women who identify as women who get assumed to be trans men because they're gender non-conforming women. And yeah, that can happen in Area 51. It happens all the time. But the one place it really shouldn't happen is the space that's specifically determined for women who were born female. So festival was, again, the one place for a week they didn't have to deal with that kind of bullshit. So that's where the Wanted Project came out of. We made these posters. In total, we had 80 posters for the first go-round. And it seemed to end up being a really powerful, moving experience for a lot of people. We had a sort of colored version. The photo part was black and white, but the printout was colored in a way that it made it look like an old poster or something like that. And we laminated them, we hung them up in an area where you can hang sort of artwork stuff at the festival. And 
In addition to that, I made some just regular old Xerox copies, and we posted those in what we call the Porta Janes. That is one of the things that we also did as a culture, is <laughs> like communicate through flyers in the bathroom. So those were put up, uh, a lot of those, I made smaller versions of it, and, and those were just like taped up in the restroom. And I got a lot of them, so we had uh, some back stock of them, and it was good because they kept going missing, and at the time, because there was this hostility from people who thought the intention should change, we thought, oh my god, like, this is not even hateful, like, why is this being the target of that kind of thing where they're taking down our flyers? And as it turned out, we heard from a lot of women that they were actually so moved, they were collecting them like baseball cards. So that's how moving it was. And the ones we had left at the end, there were women just in the box collecting them. And it was a very powerful experience. Interesting for me because I'm not a visual artist. So it was interesting to put something together that people were moved by that was more of a visual art kind of thing. And I think it did work. It did help have women not be asked if they belong there. You know, there's a lot of intentions that the festival was built on, not just the intention for female space. There were intentions that were there and honored in place, not necessarily even all spoken ones, but there were things like if you smoke, carry an old Altoids can and put your cigarette butts out in the Altoid cans or whatever and collect them. Like you didn't go around the land after a concert and see thousands of cigarette butts. It's not like any other place with that. There was no garbage. You didn't go have a concert end and find garbage everywhere. And it's not that people didn't have snacks and drinks and whatever they brought with them, they just cleaned up. They took whatever they brought and was garbage afterwards, so they took it with them. And that is just the way we were as a community. There's an intention to do workshops and people do them. There's the intention to not ask women if they're in the right place, if they belong where they are. Like, we were meant to assume that everybody there was female. And the reason why it was not a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing, like outsiders often projected, it was more that we understood the value of not asking women if they were female and not questioning women about their gender in that space that was held at a higher value than whether or not somebody was actually violating the intention for female space. Yes, it was possible to attend the festival as someone who was not female and get away with it. And you could interpret that as don't ask, don't tell. But don't ask, don't tell was a little more of a it's okay to be gay in the military. We're just not going to talk about it. And for festival, it was more like we'd like you to respect this intention for female space. And people were able to choose not to do it. This is probably the best way I can put it. Not enforcing a boundary is not the same as inviting you to violate it. And if you think it is, I mean, who thinks like that? That we didn't want to enforce the boundaries, that we wanted them to be respected, was not an invitation to violate them. But that is often what males thought. The value in allowing women the experience of not having to answer questions about how they look, not being told 
in some implied way that they are outside of woman because they do not conform to social stereotypes was held at a higher value. We valued giving women that space more than we worried about whether some people might exploit that. The focus was always on women, females. That's what our focus was, on creating space for females. So moves were not made to ensure those not intended were not there. We focused on what we wanted, just like in this Wanted Project. And again, when I talk about intentions, I think it's really significant how much the community was built on intention. For example, I'm sure if you go to any major music festival, especially one that costs as much as $500, you will see armed security 12-foot fences with razor wire. We had literally a wire fence no higher than three feet tall. You could easily step over it, and yet people really didn't do that. That's amazing. And the festival also worked at making the event accessible to women of different means. So some women paid more if they could. It was a more if, less if practice. So some women paid more if they could, others paid less if they couldn't. And you could apply for a scholarship of sorts to where maybe instead of paying 500, you paid 200 or 300. Depending on your needs, you could just ask for what you needed. And ways were made to get women there of varying economic resources. So I think all of that is important when we talk about the community that was being built and the intention for female space and especially what it meant for women who maybe didn't fit in with women in the larger world because of stereotypes and social expectations that didn't fit them. So all of that said, let me just get to the vision for this podcast. What I hope to do is either interview women or allow us a space to tell our stories, to bear witness for each other in whatever ways we're comfortable doing within this medium. I'll post the podcast as both MP3 and MP4, and my thinking there is that some people might be comfortable being on camera basically that we're going to be talking about our lives. So maybe we'll tell how we came to where we are right now. Maybe we'll show our baby pictures to what we look like now, just to sort of add to the possibility of bearing witness for each other. It's perfectly understandable if you're not comfortable with that. I don't expect all of us to have been attendees of Michigan. You don't have to be butch or femme or have any kind of label on yourself. You don't have to be a lesbian. You just have to identify with what we're talking about. Being a female who doesn't fit society's expectations for females beyond the fact that you're a female. We know that society has a prescription for what we're supposed to do as women, what we're supposed to like and be good at, and a lot of us don't fit that. And that doesn't put us outside of women. That puts their expectations outside of reality. So again, I want to say welcome. I have some people in mind that I'm going to start the series with. And if you identify and you feel like you want to tell your story, you can get in touch with us and we'll work out a way to make you part of it. So in a sort of Michigan tradition, 
in this new medium. We're planting acorns, and I'm here to tell you, welcome home. Mothers and daughters, women born, women, and we gather in the light of the August moon. Amazon women, and we're out in the woods, and we heal by the light of the August moon. Young women, old women, dancing in the light of the August moon. Girls and women in the Michigan woods And we love by the light of the August moon We know we are love We know we're love We know we are love We know we're love